Greetings, folks. I promised to continue rambling about continuity, so here is part two of the continuity rant slash ramble. This one is about Star Wars. The question still is, does canon matter? Now, in the case of Star Wars, it's a little weird. Star Wars continuity can get a bit jumbled because there have been different versions of the canon, and that's actually a fairly big point of contention with a lot of Star Wars fans. So you kind of want to take a delicate hand with it when you're talking to folks about the canon of Star Wars. And even I should probably take a bit of a delicate hand when discussing whether canon matters or not, because, you know, I don't want to get cut. Or actually, I believe in the case of Star Wars fans, the term is lightsabered. I'm not sure. Vibro-knifed, perhaps. Anyway, the Star Wars canon is an unusual beast. You've got the stuff that is official, and you've got the stuff that used to be official but is no longer official, and then you've got the stuff that was never official but which people liked anyway. So there's quite a lot to talk about. I encourage talking about any of those things, but if you're trying to figure out whether they matter or not, that may be a slightly different thing. So in April of 2014, as they were finalizing the transfer of all of the Lucasfilm stuff over to Disney, they decided that anything published from April 2014 onward would be considered canon. And aside from that, the only things that were canon were the six films that had come up up until that point, the Clone Wars TV show and the Rebels TV show, both animated series using CGI animation. And that means that a lot of other stuff got thrown out. You had a bunch of books in what they called the Extended Universe. You had a bunch of older comic books. You had a bunch of video games. Actually, unless I'm mistaken, I think that also throws out those two Ewok TV movies that came out, and of course the Droids and Ewoks cartoon series. I think the Star Wars Christmas special was only ever considered canon very briefly, and then I think Lucas very quickly disowned it and wanted all copies of it to be burned, and yet you can still find it out there. Always lurking, always watching, waiting to strike at the most desperate moment. But let's not talk too much about the Star Wars Holiday Special, because as wise old man Waitley said, do not summon up that which you cannot put down. So something that's interesting to me about Star Wars canon is that when you are talking to someone about it, the canon, I think, that matters in the conversation is kind of going to be a reflection of that individual. Yes, I'm basically saying that what matters is what's in your heart. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but stay with me here. Star Wars canon, I have found, is a very personal thing to everybody who is interested in Star Wars. Pretty much no matter who it is, you can always find some little thing they're always going to be a little bit passionate about. I am not entirely sure why that is, and there are plenty of other properties that people get passionate about and that people will fight each other over if their interpretations of it differ, but I have not seen it happen with anything nearly as often as I've seen it happen with Star Wars. I don't know if that's just me. It easily could be. But there is something about Star Wars that makes its canon very personal. I was at Con Carolinas not too long ago, and there was a panel about fandoms colliding. And one of the things that came up on that panel was the idea that Star Wars could be keyed very much into a person's identity because of the way it came out, because they would play with action figures as a kid and kind of invest themselves in the action figures. They were kind of being those people. And I thought that was very interesting because... Star Wars merchandising was the first example of 
that broad of a release of things like toys and books and other tie-in material. Star Wars was the first movie where the merchandising exploded like that. And that's, of course, why they let George Lucas keep the merchandising rights, because there was no conception of anything like that happening before that time. So what we had after the movie came out was a bunch of support material that kept people's minds engaged with the world of that movie, up to and including action figures that you could use to, metaphorically, inhabit with your will and act out the movie as though you yourself were doing it, which basically you were, because that was you holding the action figures and saying the lines and whatnot, you and your friends. So I think that might have something to do with why people take Star Wars so personally. That probably has a great deal to do with my own attachment to Star Wars. Also the fact that some of my first memories from life are from seeing Star Wars in the theater, so there's that too. It's been a really big thing for me for my entire life, and the generations after me have also had plenty of Star Wars tie-in products to entertain them. So I think that definitely has something to do with it. So you can be talking to someone about something that happens in The Force Awakens, and... If they happen to be a big fan of the old Extended Universe books, which are now considered Star Wars Legends, basically everything that was rendered no longer canon in 2014 is now under the Legends banner, then they might snap and go for your throat. Okay, probably not literally. At least one hopes not. But, you know, if you're going to talk to a bunch of Star Wars fans, you might want to wear a turtleneck. That's all I'm saying. No, but seriously, I'm a major Star Wars fan, and I know there are certain things that bother me about different things that happened in various books. I actually stopped reading those novels something like a couple of years after they started up. I just kind of lost interest because after that initial trilogy by Timothy Zahn, there were a couple that came out that were not that great, and I decided it just wasn't going to be worth my time to weed out the good ones. I think the only Star Wars novel I read after those first three in the Thrawn trilogy, then The Truce at Bakura, which I did not like very much, and my attempt to read The Courtship of of Princess Leia, which I couldn't get through, was Shadows of the Empire. I think that's what its title is. Wait, I'm going to double check because there's a kerfuffle over whether there's an S at the end of Shadows or not. Hold on. Okay, I am looking at the cover now and it is indeed Shadows of the Empire. I said that because I think there's also a thing somewhere called Shadow of the Empire, but I'm not quite sure what it is. At least I was not able to locate it quickly on Google. So we're moving on. Anyway, that was the last Star Wars novel that I read, and I liked it okay, but I didn't go back and try to find others necessarily. I may at some point in the future, we'll see. Just depends on how much time I have, which lately is zero, but we all know that. So we are still looking at the question, does all of this canon really matter? Well, does it matter to you? If so, then sure, sure it does. For me, I'm going to take a slightly similar approach to the one that I do when I talk about Doctor Who. I think what matters is what's going to make sense to folks who are having conversations with. Now, in everyday conversation, I think, statistically speaking, most folks are just going to know the movies. The most recent one that came out, probably, The Force Awakens, and probably the original trilogy, because folks are usually very insistent on making sure people are aware of the original trilogy. Episodes 1, 2, and 3 are things that, if you're talking to someone about Star Wars, I'm sure they'll be aware of. They may not have seen them, but if they saw the original trilogy, 
trilogy, then they probably also saw the prequels. There is a slight chance with younger folks that that may be the other way around, but I think in most cases you're more likely to find someone who's seen the original trilogy and not the prequels versus having seen the prequels and not the original trilogy. But like I said, for most people, you're probably safe talking about what's come out in theaters. Not necessarily counting that extended Clone Wars episode that came out in theaters that one time. You know the one I'm talking about. And if you don't, then that just means you fall into most cases. Be relieved. I was not terribly impressed by it. But anyway, if they have kids, then they are more likely to be familiar with the cartoons, Clone Wars and Rebels, so you can probably talk to them about that a bit. But don't be surprised, necessarily, if they're not familiar with it. Going into detail about the canon of that stuff is only going to be interesting to them for a limited time because they will not have seen those other things. When it comes to the books and comics that have come out since April of 2014, I haven't read any of those, so if you're talking to me, then it's only going to be somewhat relevant. I think that probably that again is the next tier of folks who are more into reading tie-in stuff. So in general, I think people are most likely to know about the movies. They are less likely to know about the cartoons, but might be familiar with them. And they are significantly less likely than that to be aware of the new novels and comic books but they might be, especially if it turns out they're deep Star Wars fans. I would suggest gently probing them a bit in the early phases of the conversation to try to find out what tier of fandom they're on when it comes to Star Wars, how deep they are into it. Because like I said, it can be like an unexploded grenade if you happen to hit the wrong thing. So I'd just suggest kind of feeling them out a bit so that you'll know what canon is going to be relevant to the conversation and what isn't. Some folks ignore the prequels, episodes 1, 2, and 3. Some people actually like them. I I am eternally puzzled by these individuals, but I respect their right to like things that are bad for them. Because goodness knows they haven't stopped me from watching cat videos on the internet, or sitting for hours searching for covers of the theme of the video game Dig Dug. So I mean, if that's their bag, then that's their bag. In those cases, I just talk about the plot points and try to avoid falling into the Sarlacc pit that is the discussion of the acting or directing in those prequel movies. And you know what? A lot of the new stuff that was shown in the prequels, the characters, and the locations can easily still get a look in when you're talking about this stuff. It's exciting to talk about the potential those things have if they're done well. And some of the actors that were in episodes 1, 2, and 3 are actually pretty good actors when they get a chance. Ewan McGregor and whatnot. And as some of you have heard, I'm sure there have been rumors that he'll be doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone movie maybe at some point. Possibly even a series of them. Just depends on how things go. I'd be excited to see that. So there's plenty to be harvested there if you don't want to talk about the goodness or badness of the prequel movies. But anyway, all that said, if we ask the question, does Star Wars canon matter, and you get into a discussion, and someone wants very badly to hold on to a particular thing, either that is technically canon, but that you don't want to talk about, like something in the prequels, or that is not technically canon, but that they refuse to stop believing in popular characters from the novels and whatnot, then I would say it matters only in that you need to back away slowly if you don't happen to share their opinion on it. I think there's a certain amount of civil discussion you can have about such things, but because Star Wars canon is as personal as it is, if you're too harsh on something that someone else really likes, in a way it's kind of like stepping on a piece of their identity. And I'm not saying you should walk on eggshells or anything, but just keep that in mind. Because I don't know about you, but the last thing I need is to be force-choked in the middle of a coffee house. So there we are, Star Wars, I think 
think this ramble didn't take quite as long as the Doctor Who one. We'll see when I'm done with the edit. But in any case, I think I'll go ahead and end this part here. I'm curious to know your folks' opinions on whether Star Wars canon matters or not. And of course, stay tuned for part three, where I will talk about the canon of Marvel, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in particular. Until then, take care, folks. I will talk to you later.